My name is Todd Adams. This is Kathy Adams. Welcome back to Zen Parenting Radio. We've got three different topics for you. One is... No, we um, don't. Yeah, we do. Three different topics. Yes. I thought we were talking about interruptions today. Yes. See how I'm interrupting you today? Yes. What are the other two things? Um, we had uh, some feedback from a Facebook friend. I'm not going to mention his name to protect the innocent. Okay. But it was about family and religions and things like that. Okay. And then it's back to school. We dropped the kids off at school today. All right. So that's timely, right? Okay. So um, first, uh, Helping Hands Made Service. They're our first partner. Okay. And uh, They're sponsoring this part of the show. That's right. That's the segment that they're sponsoring. Okay. And uh, they are made services all, all over the western suburbs. Yep. And we've been using them for how long? A couple months. And they have been a lifesaver for me because it, it just so happens the last two times they've been scheduled We've had people over right after, and I've been very thankful. So um, if you need something like that as an effort of self-care, 25 bucks off, $25 off your first time if you mention the show. Okay. And they're at helpinghandsmadeservices.com, 630-530-1324. So interrupting. You and I have been going back and forth quite a bit over the last 10 days or so because these girls won't. Be quiet. Yeah, and I don't think this is like a new thing. I think this is it's something... It's a new thing to Zen Parenting Radio. It's a new... Well, we haven't talked about this on the show, but what I mean is, as a parent, I think this is something that's always driven me a little crazy, mm-hmm. is when you and I are having a conversation and the kids bust in and, you know, ask a question right when we're mid-sentence, and or the worst is when we're talking and they just wander in and stand right between us, yeah. which kind of cracks me up when I think about it later, mm-hmm. because it's kind of like that thing. What was that thing on TV where that guy used to just walk in front of the camera and not um, know? It was on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, sometimes it was the mayor of New York who yeah. was legally, the governor. The governor of New yeah. York and he was legally blind. And sometimes and... he'd just walk in front of the camera and not know. What's that, the name of the actor that did that? Uh, Fred Armisen. Yeah. And anyway, it would it makes me laugh in that way because it's like they they are, we're having a conversation. You, know, you and I looking each other in the eye, and they just walk right and stand right in front of us. Yeah. And you and I are very. Um, thoughtful about making sure they understand that that's not okay. Right. Not in a you have a timeout kind of way, not a punitive way, but I feel like, you know, Todd and I talk about on the show a lot about setting boundaries or about teaching social norms is that as a parent, it's not our job to put fear in our kids or to control them or make them do things, but it is our job to help them with social norms and to have a child walk in and stand right in between you while you're talking it's not polite. It's completely rude, but um, I need to take responsibility for this because okay. um, it's all about uh, having certain tools. And um, through doing research on the internet, and actually I put something out on Facebook, and there's a woman by the name of Courtney who gave me the best tip that I read on the whole internet. Let's hear it. She basically said, I'm not going to read it, but she basically said, teach your kids that when they want your attention and you happen to be in a conversation to put their hand on your arm or on your leg very gently. And that way, they know that that we're connecting with them. Right. We know that they want our attention. And they can get, they can get our attention without verbally getting our attention. Yeah, while, while at the same time without interrupting us. Right. And I thought that was by far the best trick ever. It's gentle, and it probably it, it's um, kids have to practice that because it's very hard for children. Normally, when they walk up, it's like mom, 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 mom. No matter what you're doing, who you're talking to, um, that's their instinct. And and here's the important thing: the Zen parenting perspective on this. Even though there's no perfection in this, and sometimes you will just answer them so right. you can go back to what you're doing. 
you've got to set a precedent with that where you say consistently, hold on one second, I'll be right with you. And again, the younger they are, the more challenging this is. Mm-hmm. You know, if with a two-year-old, that's tough. With a four-year-old or a five-year-old, it's time to start saying, hold on. And you can even, you can't see us right now, but you can even hold their hand while right. they're waiting. So kind of the vice versa of what you're saying. Right. You know, so they know that you know that they need you. Mm-hmm. But teaching them to have that patience and that that tolerance to wait. Well, and what you just described is something that you have been doing for a long time and I kind of do is basically saying, listen, hang on a second. We're talking right now. Let me finish my thought. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the most frustrating parts about being a parent in this moment in this household. Like for some reason, the last two weeks, these girls have been getting really good at wanting our attention, wanting our attention. And um, so I think that it's important to say that, but we've been doing that technique. Our oldest is nine years old and obviously it's not working. Whatever we've been doing up to this point. Oh, I don't agree with that. Well, then how come I get frustrated all last week with her interrupting? Well, can you really say that all of that was JC, our oldest? Well, blame it on all three of them. I could care less. My point is the tools that we have come up with sometimes succeed. And sometimes fail. Hey, that's called life. Uh uh-uh. uh. I want something that is foolproof. And <laughs> There's I think no that, such thing. And when I think the... this this new idea that Courtney came up with is going to be much better. Okay, I see what you're saying. You're saying you want to try new things, which is yes. fine. I, I have no problem with that. But just because we've told JC these things and she still tries to interrupt us doesn't mean it's failing. Mm-hmm. It means that we have to keep being consistent and she has to keep practicing. Mm-hmm. There is no time, you know, parents will often say that if it be about interrupting or anything they'll say well you told me to do this because my child was throwing food and I did this and they're still throwing it Mm -hmm. it's like well yes you have to be consistent Mm -hmm. and you have to keep practicing and helping them practice that behavior so as a parent you're practicing and the child's practicing because their natural instinct is to interrupt you they want their need met right they don't right that second they don't have the filter that us grown-up mature people do and I think sometimes it's confusing because they will walk in and we'll be talking and we will answer their question. Mm-hmm. But then maybe the next time they walk in, we're having a more serious conversation. And they don't know that. They don't know that. Right. So we'll say, come on, you know, right. we're having a conversation. Don't you see that? Where yesterday yeah. they interrupted us, or no five, problem. Or five minutes ago. Exactly. So I take full ownership of that. Right. And it's helping them kind of gauge that, you know, mm-hmm. walk in and assess the situation. Some children aren't really good with social cues. Mm. You know what I mean by social cues? Uh, well, if you and I are in a deep conversation, they don't understand that. Versus if you and I are talking about something silly, right? then, yeah, they just jump in. And th- that's words, though, the social cues, meaning the body language of the people okay. or the facial expressions. Because if we're in there laughing and kind of, you mm-hmm. know, they may come in and interrupt and they're like, this is kind of a lighthearted. But if we're looking at each other in a very serious way... Right. You know, you're teaching your child to read those social cues that maybe right now isn't the right time or they can make eye contact and you can kind of let them know. And um, those are important things. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's those are emotional, intelligent things. Mm-hmm. And even though some children don't have... Some kids got it and some kids need to practice it. Right. And it's not right or wrong. It's just as some kids have it easier. So you want to know what one of my pet peeves are regarding interrupting? And this what? is not something I do. I'll call myself out because... We haven't come up with the best tools in the world. But one thing I don't do is when you're having a conversation and you get that kid, one of your kids like is just constantly um, grabbing your shirt, like doing, and then that the adult ignores, like uh, pretends Pretends the kid's not not even there. 
while still trying to have a conversation with me. Right. That is the worst thing ever. We were talking about that yesterday about, you know, a child will be hanging on a yeah, parent. Yeah, I think my sister brought it up yeah, or something like that. Yeah, a child's hanging on a parent and that parent continues to try to have a conversation yeah. as, as if that's not happening. Right. And the thing is, is that is not a good teaching for the child either because... That's completely ignoring. And again, we've talked about ignoring behavior before, but not when someone's like beating on you. Well, you have, and you have, obviously the person, you know, say I'm the dad getting my shirt tugged. Right. I'm not at ease. Right. The kid is not at ease. And the person, the person you're, you're talking, talking to. to. So that's a lose, lose, lose. Triple lose. In the, versus the Michael Bluth style of negotiation, which is win, lose, win. <laughs> Remember that office? I do. Where he talks about Wait, negotiation. Michael, Michael Bluth is from Arrested Development. Oh, you're Michael getting Scott's. your Michaels mixed up. Sorry. Thank you. Ooh. Two very good characters. Right. Though. Michael Scott. So yeah, there's a good office out there that he talks about the different the win, lose, styles win. of negotiation. Yes, I remember. Remember that part where he starts talking real quiet? <laughs> No. Because that's how you gain leverage. You like just talk oh, yeah. real quiet, and so everybody needs yeah. to lean over. And then he changes like the venue, like he's about to have a negotiation with somebody. He's like, you know what? Let's <laughs> leave. Good. Let's go somewhere else. We gotta find that one. I remember. I miss him. Not that I've been watching The Office a lot lately, but no. it can't be the same. The, the Office Michael. has run its course. Do you think? I think it mm. has. Even though I do like Andrew Bernard. So do I. He's probably the best. This is Andrew Bernard. I want to see you naked. And you know what? I still, <laughs> I still love Jim. I Jim Halpert, Jim. and you saw him in the in the I airport. Did. I did see him in the op- airport, right. and I pretended that we knew each other, but we yeah, didn't. The office. He just works in the office. That's right. Um, so anyway, yes, that it can be that what you were saying about a child hanging on someone, and you're trying to have a discussion. Or this used to happen more when um, the girls were really little, or my first two were really little. You're on the phone with somebody, mm-hmm. and they're constantly being interrupted. Yes. You know, and, and the thing is, is. Gosh, this is coming across, I hope it's not, but maybe sounding judgmental of that. Mm-hmm. Of all people, we get it. Right. It happens to us all the time. I think the the thing I wanted to talk about on this show is it's okay to set a boundary on that. Right. I watch a lot of parents who anytime their child says you know, anything to them, they'll say, hold on, and then talk to their child. Right. And again, sometimes that's necessary depending on what's happening. If they right. need to go to the bathroom, whatever. But a lot of times you have to teach them that skill of patience. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to then make them hang there for 10 minutes. You don't want to be disrespectful to them. But to say to them, to grab their hand and say, I'm finishing this conversation. Please hold on one second. Right. Um, and then finish. And that's something you can do. I, I know you already said this, but just to restate, you can continue your conversation with whoever you're talking to and then hold on to your hold kid's hand. Hold on to your kid's hand so they know that you know they're there. Right. Not like, quit interrupting me. You don't want to go the mean route. Right. You want to go the respectful route, but you also, this is the self-care piece. If you allow your child to interrupt you all the time, you are going to resent them. Mm -hmm. They're going to get the brunt of it. You know what I mean? So this is not just a, this is how you feel and your ability to continue a conversation, A. B, it's about so you're not annoyed at your child all the time and blaming them for something you're not setting boundaries for. And C, so you can actually have a conversation with somebody. I think that they're all fair. And Mm -hmm. then I also think because I always have to say this, there are, there are, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That is the rule. <laughs> I can't come up with the terminology. There are times when there are... It's rule of thumb. Rule of thumb. But there are exceptions There are exceptions. To Thank you. Exceptions is the word I'm looking for. There's exceptions to that rule where sometimes they do need your attention right away, et cetera, et cetera. So please don't take this too absolute. But I think I want to empower parents to let their children know that when someone is having a conversation, interrupting Mm -hmm. is not okay. And especially, I know we're going to go into school, but especially with our children returning to school, if they learn at home that interrupting 
um, or that sometimes you have to be patient or sometimes it's not your turn, then they can apply that in school. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It all starts in the home. It all starts in the home. And if they practice that in the home, and yeah, they might get annoyed sometimes, you know, whatever it may be, but we got to hold our cool. We got to, we got to like be calm and not yell at our kids for wanting our attention. We got to stay cool, hold our cool. You got to, and you got to role model what you want. Yes. And yes. you got to take responsibility for it. Like it's our job to guide these kids and to help them in this crazy thing we call life. And if we do it with anger or frustration or bursts of, you know, yelling, it's no wonder that they're not going to respond the right way. And you know what, Todd, on the flip side of that is when our children, like for example, JC or Cameron, for that matter, they might be reading a book on the couch mm -hmm. and I'll say, can you come in and clean this up or do this? And they'll say, I just want to finish this last page and I'll be right there. And I'll say, okay. Mm -hmm. I'm respecting their time. Instead of saying, no, do it right no, now. Do it right now because I said so. You know, I am respecting their time. Like one thing I always used to say to parents is um, when I used to do presentations on media and such is don't walk in the room while your child is watching a show and just flip off the TV mm -hmm. or when they're in the middle of a video game if they're playing one and just turn it off. Right. You are going to have a tantrum on your hands beyond what you're, you know, and then you'll say it's their fault for having the tantrum. You have to respect and give them a warning. Yeah. Let well, what I was going to say is you got to, um, you're setting yourself up for failure. Yes. And, and I learned this even when your kid's like two years old or maybe three, you give them a warning. You give them a warning. And you say three more minutes at the park mm -hmm. or three more minutes of TV or mm -hmm. two more minutes of this. And, and my trick is to actually say the two or three minutes, even though you know it's probably going to be 10. <laughs> so you start before you get frustrated. Or you can do the very benign, we're going to go soon. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to let you know that we're only going to be here a little longer. Right. So if you don't want to get into the specific minutes. Right. And, and, the, and you don't, yeah, it doesn't have to be the specific minutes, but you do it. Because I used to wait until I wanted to leave the park and then say, guys, either we got to leave the park or we're going to leave the park in five minutes. I'm already frustrated. So the trick is to want to start the leaving process before you want to leave. Exactly. And if you really are ready for your child to, to stop watching TV or be done with the video game or whatever it is, let them know you have one minute left. These mm -hmm. sound like really basic things. I think a lot of parents do these things. But sometimes in the heat of us getting what we need to get done, right. we don't respect our children's... Um, we interrupt them right. and we think, well, we should be able to do that. We're parents. Okay. Yes. In extreme situations, absolutely. It's time to go. We need to go to school. Of course, right. you know, we're, we're leaving now. Those are times when they need to go with the flow, but on your average, you know, day when they're reading or playing something or watching something, we can give them the respect of not abruptly, mm -hmm. um, and rudely interrupting them because by doing that, we teach them how to do that with other people. Right. And I think that's the piece we miss is we expect them to teach or treat us with respect and we have this high expectation for how they talk to us but then we don't do that for them well and you talk about um you know i think in my head sometimes i have been prone to say or want to say if if one of the girls says something disrespectful to me say don't talk to me that way mm -hmm. i'm your father or something mm -hmm. like that now i don't use that language but i think it like and the reason i'm bringing this up now is instead of saying don't talk to your father that way or don't talk to your mother that way. The way we've reframed that language mm -hmm. in our household is we don't talk to, to each, each other, other that, that way. way. Right. Because if you say talk to your father or your mother, all of a sudden there's a hierarchy. And some people say, well, there is a hierarchy and that could be a whole other conversation. But I don't want these girls to think that I'm better than they are. Like I remember one time there was a workshop 
that uh, somebody told me about. And the whole idea of looking up at somebody, listening to them scold you, is the most demeaning thing in the world. Mm -hmm. And we as parents are so used to looking down on our kids simply because of how tall they are. Mm -hmm. So it's 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 something that you kind of... How tall we are. How tall we are versus mm -hmm. them. So in the workshop, they did some, they did a practice where you're actually on your knees and you're looking up at your spouse at this like mm -hmm. thing. And it gives you an appreciation for what it's like to be a little two foot six kid mm -hmm. running around a house it can be demeaning it can feel, feel demeaning. demeaning so bring and the reason i bring these stories up is to bring it back into balance is you know i am no more worthy of respect than anybody else in this world you are just as worthy of respect as your children are worthy of respect like exactly. i'd rather put, put it on positive there than the go. negative right and i also want to you know you just said they're having a hierarchy in a family just to clarify so you understand and clarify as parents, and I'll just speak for Todd and I, we are in charge of this family. We are the adults. We are the parents. We are in charge. I really differentiate between the words in charge and being in control because I don't believe I control my children. Right. I feel like I keep them safe and I teach them societal norms and I support them as they become who they are. That would probably be our mission statement, right? right. If we had, you know, but, and, and sometimes there are consequences mm -hmm. and sometimes, you know, for behavior and trying to help them mirror back to them what they're mm -hmm. doing and saying. That's my job. But I also believe that for my children to learn respect, I have to treat them with respect. Right. They don't learn respect by me imposing fear. Mm -hmm. They don't learn respect by me um, making them feel guilty. Mm -hmm. They don't learn respect by me kicking them when they're down. And I don't mean literally kicking, but making them feel bad about things. Right. And those don't help. Right. And I think those were the go-to tools for a long time. And they still are being taught, you know, and I know people really still believe in them. Um, and that doesn't mean that we don't ever get angry or raise our voice. I mean, those things happen. Right. We are, you know, human. We are human. Make mistakes. Um, of course. And sometimes it's just the right thing to do, meaning you're not listening to me and raising your voice. But there's, as you see, there's a reason there. I try to, instead of yell, because I don't yell a lot. No. Um, I try to get quiet. Like, if I'm getting really, really frustrated, I want to yell, but I try to catch myself a little bit and lower my voice because. The thing is, if you start yelling, then they get used to the yelling, and then well, they you, drown you out. And then they then you need to yell louder, right, to differentiate right. your normal mode of right. yelling. And then all of a sudden, you're in a grocery store, and some lady's screaming at the top of her lungs, yelling at her kid. And you're like, "How could it get to be this way?" It's because she started yelling a little bit right. like two years ago, and then she realized that doesn't work, so she gets gets louder and louder, mm -hmm. and then they end up, you know. She's like, they're not fearing me enough. Right. I need to be louder. They're not respecting me. They're not fearing. They're not fearing me. They should. They should jump when I say jump. They should this. And where did we learn that? Right. Because that's not how you build a relationship. Right. That doesn't mean that they shouldn't respect you. Mm -hmm. But you understand that respect is earned. Right. And it has to go both ways. Right. And they still need to have an understanding that we are here to teach them. Mm -hmm. We are their primary teachers. We are in charge of this house, so we set the rules. But we don't need to do it in a punitive way. And I think those are the places where people get lost in the details, mm -hmm. where they'll be like, well, I have to, you know. So I'm trying to think of what we would title this podcast, Be in Charge, But Don't Be in Control. Or you are in charge, but you're not in control. Right. I mean, we're not in control of anybody else. Right. And that's the thing is parents will get this misunderstanding of that because they told their kids not to do any, do something like don't do that anymore. Don't throw, I was going to say throw rocks. That's a dumb one. Don't take your bike and like, um, and do wheelies anymore. Mm -hmm. And they'll say, okay, and you know, you better not do that. Be very punitive. 
and they'll say, okay, I won't do that. And then if there wasn't a really big conversation about it, or if you were using fear, they're going to go to the next block Mm -hmm. and do wheelies. They're just not going to do it in your presence. They fear you. But, but they're, they're not afraid of the wheelies. Right, right, you know what I mean? Right. And I'm just using that as a an example for anything in life. Right. Is um, We were talking about this on Friday night or on Saturday with your friends about mm. how so many parents think they're in control when really what you want to do is have a relationship and a communication where, of course, your kids are going to make mistakes and try things, but that they really do not only respect what you have to say and respect your relationship, but they respect themselves. Right. You know, having an understanding. I actually want to get into something with that around food, mm-hmm. but um, since yeah, we're at a I good wanna, breaking point. Yeah, I want to change gears if okay. that's okay. Please. First thing is our uh, second segment is brought to you by uh, Tree of Life Chiropractic Care. Dr. Kelly. Dr. Kelly. She wants me in the office three times this week because really? she's helping me fix my knee. See, you're in trouble. But my knee is getting a little bit better. So she's like, let's let's ride this momentum and it's weird. Chiropractic and knees, yes, it's helping. So, oh, you anyways. bet. Uh, com. Check them out. Western suburbs, Chicago, you name it. Go get them. People are driving in from Chicago to see Dr. Kelly. That's right. She's the best. So, And then the second thing is um, we went to dinner with our producer Friday night. Yay. For the first time ever. We've been, Todd we, Mansfield. We've had this relationship with Pagatine, which is the, the the company that produces our show. It's the radio station we're on, basically. And so his like, name is Todd Mansfield, and he hosts Parenting Unplugged with his wife, Laura. So we had a wonderful... It's the first time we ever saw each other. In person, even though... Don't you feel like we know them? Of course Because we, we talk to them all the time, and obviously we're connected, you know, through... They're our producers. So he was helping us through dinner, and... Um, helping us through dinner? He was... We were asking him questions. How can we oh, improve... helping us. Yeah, we okay. can, how can we improve the show? And just, anyways, um, you asked him a question. So, like, what is your goal of this radio station? Uh, I loved this. And what was Todd's answer? So, you know, we were talking about where Pagatine was going and, you know, what all of our desires were as far as this whole um, on-demand. We also learned this; these are called on-demand. This is not podcast. Right. This is called on-demand. Yes. Anyway, that was new language for me. But I said, so, you know, what do you and Laura think? What's your big goal? And I'm thinking maybe they want to sell, you know, Pagatine to Sirius Radio or maybe they want to, you know, do this or that. And he goes, oh, our goal is just to change the world. And that's exactly and what I, he said. I loved it. And I got this huge smile on my face because I feel so, I mean, obviously I love the words change the world because it really, it means something to all of us, mm-hmm. but it, it's so meaningful. But that is really the way that I kind of view things too is sometimes you don't know like he's like he's like Laura and I don't know how this is all going to play out we don't know you know we have our plan and our goals and but we don't know how it's all going to look but that's okay as long as we're changing the world it's not about what you think it's supposed to look like it's what your intention is Mm -hmm. and that's what I love is that um, you know when I set out to say something or write something or this radio show for that matter our intention is very clear Mm -hmm. but how that translate who picks it up how it gets out there how popular it is we you got to detach from those things right you know as long as your intention is clear so anyway change the so world. how Pag do they, team. so yeah packet team and how do they change the world they put programming on their radio station or on their on-demand podcast whatever you want to call it that make a difference make so a difference. if you like what you're hearing from us they got a lot of shows just like ours that have different topics like money and all this, you know, how to manage your money. Yeah, there's other parenting shows. There's um, a running show. There's a meditation show. There's an Eastern Medicine show. I forget what it's called. So just check them out. There, it's a great one. station. So pagateam.fm. So through our conversation, um, we get some, and this is the reason I'm not waking out because we're already 24 minutes into the show. <gasps> Normally we'd be trying to wrap it up. Right. And we've gotten some feedback from some of our listeners saying it's too short. Okay. So through talking with Todd, we're like, you know, what can we do? How do we do this? 
And our idea that we came up with together was we watch The Daily Show a lot. Right. And sometimes at the end of The Daily Show, he says, um, well, we're out of time, but um, we're going to carry this on the website. So if you want to go ahead and watch the rest of this. See on the it. footage we couldn't keep get on the show in the 30 minutes. Go there. So here's the deal. If you're listening to this right now live, you're, you're at the 30-minute mark. It's gonna, you're going to hear the music and it's going to go away. But if you're listening to it on demand through Stitcher, iTunes, or something like that, we're going to kind of close the show, and then right after the music, keep going. We're going to keep talking for anywhere between two minutes and another twenty minutes. Who knows? So we're excited because I have two more topics I want to talk about, and right now is when I'd be starting to be talking about the tournament. And we don't have to worry about that, so we just need to keep an eye so we know when to close out a regular show. I am in charge of that. Okay. Don't you worry. Okay. So you, I wanted to talk about the food thing. Go ahead. We've maybe said this before on the show, but it's it's important, I think, in the same... Uh, it's important to say again. When our children um, are eating fast mm. or eating a lot mm. or not making good choices in what they're eating... Sounds like Cameron. <laughs> so, well, and the other two do too, but Cameron's probably the one we get on her case most yes. because she isn't... We always say she's not being mindful. Well, her feet, is, they're hanging off the chair and she's... <laughs> off the side of the chair. Like she's not fully present in what she's doing. She's making strange noises. <laughs> she's not fully present in what she's doing. So um, there are different ways you can do this. You can talk to them about, you know, your manners. You don't have any manners or that's gross or, you know, you need to do this because your focus is more on what everybody is looking at. Mm -hmm. Like you need to worry about what everybody else thinks about you. Mm -hmm. And I don't agree with that mentality, meaning who cares? I'm not worried about what everyone else thinks about you. I'm worried, number one, or I'm concerned about, are you eating so fast that your stomach can't handle all that food at once? A. B, are you enjoying what you're eating? Mm-hmm. Because I don't know if you're really here for mm-hmm. your meal. Um, C, can you can you slow down? And so, and again, it kind of goes with the first two. So your your body can take this food in, and so you can actually appreciate this time because you know, especially when we're eating together, so you can be cognizant of what you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. And so the focus is not on you need to have manners so other people think you're great. It's about them. It's about intrinsic motivation. In, you know, And she will now say, Dad, you're not eating mindfully. And she'll remind me because yeah. I tell her that I am not as bad as her because right. she sometimes has her struggles. Yeah. But many times I am completely eating unconsciously. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is I'm thinking about something else. I'm chewing it three times when I could be chewing it 12 times. I'm, you know, It's just not well, you're a just, healthy way of eating. It's you're a, eating. It's a, what, what's the word? It's, um, it's a means to an end. Right. Instead of enjoying the food and is it even a means to an end because you're not even really maybe needing what you're eating you're not even conscious of what your stomach wants you just are eating unconsciously and we all do this sometimes I mean definitely I do I actually last night I said to myself on my second taco I don't need that third taco and guess what I started talking Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden my third taco was gone it went bye bye I lost track of what I was doing and I ate and then I had chips yeah so anyway. Um, but well, you know what I did? What? I wasn't really hungry, so I what? didn't order anything. And I ate all the leftovers. I know. It's becoming your new thing. And one, because I'm so cheap. Yes. And I don't like to spend extra money. Yes. But two, I would always get frustrated with these guys because they wouldn't finish their food. Now I kind of don't want them to finish their food. And that's a good tool because then if they don't finish, then that's Here's what you did today at lunch. Stop being frustrated at your kids and just don't order anything for yourself. And see, I couldn't do that because I don't necessarily like what my kids are now, ordering. Now, if I was famished, I wouldn't be able to do it, but I wasn't really that hungry. No, it was it was a good tip for you. So we went to Chipotle and they got tacos. And JC, there's three soft shell tacos. JC had half of one of them. <laughs> so I had two and a half tacos 
And then all of Cameron's scraps because when she eats, things go all over the place. Things go all over, right. And so, you know, going back to that, you know, we were talking about the beginning of the show that sometimes you, like when your children are interrupting you, you may need to, for a year or maybe five years, keep reminding them, Mm -hmm. you know, to be patient. It's the same way with mindful eating. It's not something where we, you know, we get on her case about it, but it's a much gentler thing at dinner to say, you know, are we eating mindfully right now? Or Cameron, you know, take a bite and set it down so your body can enjoy it right. rather than you're you're not using your manners and that's gross and you're eating like a pig you know those things where we demean them right. and make them feel bad about themselves instead of trying to give them internal motivation for eating um, in a socially appropriate way once again live from the inside out not the outside out I like that and what is that that means don't eat for the sake of how you look and how everybody's going to look at you or perceive eat, you exactly yeah, eat because this is healthy food and i right. want to grow my body to be a strong healthy and body. if you're doing that if you're eating mindfully and you're conscious and you're putting down your food every now and then then you're going to feel whether or not you're full you know there's people who can't feel whether or not they're full skyler claims that she can't feel when she's full right she's like my stomach doesn't talk as to me as long as you give her another bowl of honey bunches of oats <laughs> or raisin bran so here's the deal this is going to be our, our first ending but this last segment of the show is brought to you by avid company Yay. painting remodeling 630-956-1800 they have a back to school special love their specials they're Men- so special mention zen parenting radio and they will give you a killer deal which we're not going to tell you you got to call and you find call out them up 630-956-1800 avidco.net so the tournament bat is going to be coming up but it's going to be after this quick music break. and we're also going to talk a little more about school so join us in the next segment but for now for now farewell but we'll probably talk to you in like two seconds kathy adams todd adams bye-bye here we go okay we're back okay we didn't give enough time between that it doesn't matter he's going to cut it off okay should we have extended, extended that a little extended bit that a little okay bit. one more moment of silence okay. and go <laughs> So now I kind of feel like we're... we're this we like, got a little free time? Yeah, it's like free-for-all. So let's talk about school then this morning. Yes. Um, should we talk about what I was going to talk about or your thing? What were you going to the talk Facebook, about? The um, Facebook feedback that I got from... Oh, no. No, no. no okay, I want to talk about no. school. Okay, school. Because this is fresh and real and that we can... Not that that's not real, but we can talk about that later. Okay. Uh-oh. He, Todd's getting out his bullets. We don't need bullets. Would you just... Sh- okay. <laughs> If you ever want to annoy He's anybody, his finger on my mouth, which yeah, you, is annoying. You, you give the shush sign to somebody else, and it is the most <laughs> annoying thing ever. Not just the shush sign, which is first of all rude, yeah. But second of all, putting it on someone's mouth—that's so in my space. Yes, that's not and, your space. You know, and I don't even know if I wash this. I know, I know, that's kind of gross. I don't want to think about it. So if you ever want to annoy your spouse, give them the shush sign, but do it to their mouth and not yours. Okay. Anyway, I want to talk about the fact that today is the first day of school in Elmhurst where we live. Right. Um, and and I actually was okay last night. I didn't think much about it, um, meaning that you know we got the girls in bed. But I was I didn't have huge blues. I had a little bit of blues about the summer being over. But man, I'll tell you something: the energy of school you can't even feel it till you're in it because mm-hmm. dropping them off and like all the people and all the you know just what what's the word just the energy chaotic energy chaotic energy everybody's and amped up everyone's amped up and there's kids and um and then when i picked them up was probably worse because they're running out with their friends and now they're comfortable and so they're like can i have a play date and can i can i do this and can we do that and can i go there and can we go to the park and i'm like oh my gosh like talk about feeling like you've lost control mm-hmm. like over the summer 
you know, we had such a low-key summer in the best way. Yeah, they wake up when they want to. Yeah, and... we'd, do, we'd go see my mom. We'd go to the park. It was like there was no agenda. Right. And then to go back to the... And they were only in school till 11 today. Yeah. To go back to that kind of chaos, um, I came home a little frazzled. You did. To say the least. And then we kicked them out of our office so we can have a plan because they kept interrupting they were going back to what our show was about they kept coming in the door and saying and we were like give us some space close we closed the door and said we will be out there in a few minutes right thank goodness we have a door on that office i know it's changed our lives hasn't it yes it has i like kicking our kids out of our space do you really why why do you like that i don't know i feel like i have control See, we were just talking about not having control. I know. I just wanted to hear your reaction. I know. You just were. You were just trying to poke me. That's right. But I'm <laughs> not going to go there. <laughs> Don't. Not going to go there. So you, you were trying to. That's the wrong word. You were trying to provoke me. Provoke. That's the word I was right. trying to come up with. Instigate. Instigate. You were right. trying to be an instigator. Get you mad. Okay. Anyway. Um. So I. Oh boy. You get so nervous. So I'm nervous the, is not the right this word. Is a, these are some practical tips that okay. I read on the website. Okay. Um, at, from a website called AhaParenting.com. There's ten of them, so I'm not going to go through all of them. But it's she has really good stuff. I forget the name of the lady. Yeah, does she it. does. I I actually do love her blog. So it's not about her. It's just about you reading stuff. So number ten, move bedtime earlier every night. Sounds really self-explanatory. But we even had our time with that last night. Well, it, we did it, but that it's sometimes uncomfortable to make that shift. Right. You know, like we're the kids are like, well, yeah, we've been going to bed at nine. Why do we need to go to bed at eight? And it's like, let's just ease into this yeah. gently. Um, second one, organize organize a place for each child. You did that in our mud room, right? As far yes. as backpacks, and that way they're less it's frazzled, less chaos. Keeping organized, they know where to put their stuff when they come home, so it's not all over the place. They have a hook, and they know where to put their shoes. Right. Not that they always do it. And but... then the last one is go to bed early yourself, which yeah. all comes back to self care. And you know what it all comes back to? What? Is that somehow, even though I'm always going to go to bed early, I always end up in bed at 11. What's that? What's the deal with 11? Well, we had to watch that um, 30 Rock. Did we have to? Because we've seen that one five times. But it's a funny one. <laughs> well, it just makes me laugh because sometimes I'll go to bed um, and I'll be like, or I'm going to say I'm going to go to bed. I need to go to bed early all day. I'm like, I'm going to get some sleep tonight. I'm going to read. And somehow I always look over and it's 11. Mm-hmm. And last night I wasn't really planning on going to bed early, but somehow I got in bed and it was 11. Mm-hmm. So it just, it seems to be this time. And then the helicopters came this morning. Oh, what's There must have been an accident. We live um, right by the highway, right up against the highway. And usually that's not a non-issue but this morning at quarter to six you were already gone doing your daily method i did i was um but at a quarter to six there was a helicopter over our house and let me tell you something helicopters are loud and it was there for about 40 minutes so it must have been a news helicopter or something it's a traffic copter. traffic copter but that was a bummer because that got me up early Mm mm-hmm Okay, you don't want to talk about this anymore, I can tell. You're um, done. Well, I'm done with that part of it. Okay. Um, we forgot to promote you as usual. Oh, We bummer. always forget to promote you. I You're know. always putting other people in front of yourself. I know, we got to practice more self-care. So here, a few things. Number one, my books, Self-Aware Parent and The Self-Aware Parent 2. And I really am feeling a little motivation for The Self-Aware Parent 3. I thought I'd do it this summer and I just, it was not gonna happen mm-hmm. so not because i didn't have time but because i just wasn't motivated but who knows it's it's coming and um 
buy these books. You can buy them on Amazon or on my website, kathycadams.com. And also this Saturday, which is, what is this weekend? What is this Saturday? I have my fantasy football draft. Right, but what's the date? The 25th? 24th. Uh, well, this Saturday I'll be on WGN at 10 a.m. And we'll be talking about back-to-school things. And I'll be doing my fantasy football draft, drinking beer. That's great. Will you be listening to the show? Um, to my WGN. I might be on the golf course okay. before the fantasy draft. You won't put it on your phone or something like I that? I did one time. Maybe I'll no, do it no, again. Maybe. Maybe. Because I need to get your text afterwards. Um, yes, I will do my Todd best. Todd texts me to after support. I'm on WGN to tell me how he thinks it went. Right. And he always says something nice, mm-hmm. even if it's not. And you know what he says every time? He says, that was your best one yet. Not always. <laughs> and I've a been few, doing it over a year. A few times ago, it wasn't because as much as I love the host, Bill Mahler. Right. Um, he was kind of frazzled that day. So. Oh, so you didn't get as much of... Yeah. So yeah. I, I said it wasn't your best, but I blamed him instead of you. Ah, okay. Um, and then I was going to bring something else up. I haven't done my tournament of bad. Okay, well, let's hear it. My tournament of bad is white noise. Yes. I can't stand white noise. Like, like the helicopter this morning. Yeah, but more like the oven fan. Oh yeah, or like, or the in the car. Yeah, the when car the air, is air high. conditioning mm-hmm. high. I can't stand it. Yeah, it's my total pet peeve. Yeah, I'm I'm in full agreement. I don't really mind. I don't it. know if you're in full agreement because I really hate it more than you. Okay, you win. What I was going to say. I think I need to win you, before you interrupted me. Right. Do you know that interruption? You know what I was going to say was is that I don't mind it as much as you do. Mm-hmm. But like, if something's on low, I don't mind. Now here's an issue we have in our in our new house is when we're going to take a shower. When you turn on the shower light, a fan automatically goes on. I can't stand it. And it drives you crazy. Yeah. And we need to change that because we'll now you're like taking you're taking showers in the dark. Yeah. So you I, may not be getting clean. Well, no, it's fine. Okay. You don't need blind people can wash themselves without light. <laughs> That's true. Right? That's it's a, not like they're walking you know around what? dirty. I can't argue with that point. That's right. I know where everything is. I know. You do. I um, do. But I was just pointing out that it's just really dark. So my other tournament of bad thing is um, everybody's saying, oh, school's over. I mean, summer's over. This sucks. Here's the deal. We have 30 days left of summer. Yes. So everybody's saying summer's over. It's not over. School has begun or is beginning soon. But but don't throw away one-third because each season is three months. Mm-hmm. Three season, four seasons times three months equals twelve months, which mm-hmm. is the year. Yeah. Are you with me on the math? Good. Yeah, I'm. I'm adding it up on my calculator. So don't throw away the last month of summer simply because the kids are in school. You know what? I don't think that's what people are saying. I think they're misspeaking. Misspeaking. Is that the right way to say it? They. What they're saying is, I'm bummed that summer break is over yeah. and that we have to get back to the structure and the schedule. And I'm saying keep the positive summer attitude yeah. through September 21st. But weird that it's kind of chilly today, huh? It is a little weird, but it'll get hot again. I'm wearing like my longer jeans and my sweatshirt. Versus your shorter jeans? Well, meaning I'm wearing capri. They're not longer. They're capri jeans and I've been wearing jean shorts. Um, September 22nd, go ahead and, and be sad that summer's over, but the summer is not over. I won't be sad because the fall... Is awesome. I love the fall. It's the fall one, it's is my your favorite, favorite season. season. Yeah. And when I used to be asked that question, what my favorite season was, my answer used to be spring because that's when baseball, baseball. begins. But now it's whatever season I'm in. 
Ooh, I like that. Because I was, you know, I was just about to say, as much as fall is my favorite season in that I love the smells and I love the colors and all that and the clothes, the change. I, of course, love summer because summer's break and it's my birthday and all that. And how can you not like winter because the holidays and then spring is like awesome because everything's changing and getting pretty. So every holidays or every uh, season's awesome. Every single, yeah. I'm the poor suckers in San Diego who get 75 and sunny every day. Poor suckers. What as a if bunch they're... of suckers out there in San Diego. <laughs> as if they're really um, unhappy about it. Because I'm going to move there someday. I know. That's that's what your dad says. My dad told you that as if... As if he, you were leaving? Yeah. As if um, he knew me a lot better than you knew me. <laughs> that's kind of an inside joke. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is kind of freeing that okay. we could just kind of well, ramble. But we're not going to ramble too long because we want people to listen yeah. to what we're saying. So we're going to Yeah, I have more stuff, soon. but we'll do, we'll do more next week. Okay. So did so did you want to say anything about your last thing that you want to talk to about, talk about? But the religion thing? Yeah. No, we'll tease it for next okay. week. Okay. All right, sounds good. So that's it. So just can I wrap up a little bit? Can I wrap it up? Um you let, don't want me to. Before you wrap it up. Okay. Um make sure you share our Facebook page and Zen Parenting needs to exceed software parent safe book. Competition, Todd wants to win and he wants and Zen I'm losing right now. to have more followers than the yeah. self-aware so parent. So just share Zen Parenting and then go ahead and unlike the So like the self-aware. the self-aware parent and also like Zen Parenting right Or you now. can unlike the self-aware parent. Why would you ever want them I'm to kidding. unlike? It's a joke. Okay, because I put Zen Parenting stuff on the self-aware parent too. Nice just, job. Just like it both. Oh, and I'm selling my car. Oh my goodness! Don't don't sell stuff. If on you the show. if you're looking for a Toyota 4Runner, let me know. Oh, 1997. Boy. So I want to wrap up this interrupting thing. Go ahead and wrap up. So the wrap up is: it's normal for children to interrupt. It doesn't mean your child is manipulative or a bad person. They just want attention, and they're you know they want it right now. Our job as adults is to help them understand that that just because they want attention right that second, they may need to wait a little bit, but you can do that in a respectful way while holding their hand and letting them know that you have noticed that they need you, but you're finishing up what you're doing. On the same note, as you said, if um, you can teach your child if, you know, well, what can they do if they can't interrupt you and they don't understand when that natural break is, have them come up and put their hand on you, letting them know, letting you know that they need you. It's a strong recap. Thank you, because I think that's really the most important thing is is what the topic of the show was. I need to start taking notes. Okay. Well done. So I don't Thank know you. if there's going to be music playing right now or not. Okay. Well, either way, we will talk to you next week. And let and us know if you if like you this like format. This, right. Because if you want us to keep going, we will, I don't mean from this point on, but if you like that we talk a little longer after the 30 minutes, then let us know. And if you really don't care either way, then... Right. Let us know. Tell us to shut up. Yeah, and, tell us and to stop, stop at talking 30. at 30. So we'll see you next week. Okay, this is. Aren't we going to say who we are? I'm Todd Adams. This is Kathy Adams. Um, see you later. <laughs>